Yay. Okay. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to a very special episode. I have one of my favorite people in the world here with us today, Krista Johnson. Her and I go back. We actually originally connected through doing readings and intuition development and better business coaching practices. We had the blessed opportunity to exchange services uh, almost two years ago now. And wow, our lives have taken such a fascinating turn of direction. And so Krissa, I'm I'm so excited to dive into this with you today, but I want to just start off by thanking you for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much. Honestly, I think it might've been three years ago. Yeah. I think it might've been three because it was right when I thought I was right when everything happened with the pandemic. Yeah. I think. Right. And that was like at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. We had connected just before that. And then we like really. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, it's been regardless, it's been a beautiful journey to walk and to um, to have so many facets of our connection is something that I've really sat with. Friendship, coach, mentor, like we've played in so many spaces together. And I think that's very rare. And we've done it so eloquently. So it's such a privilege to be here and to talk to your audience and just to jam out with you. I just I just love this because I get to spend time with you. <laughs> like whatever comes through, comes through. Of course, I feel like there's going to be a lot of meaning and important information for all of us. I always learn when I have these conversations, but fundamentally, when you get to spend time with your friends and just talk about things that we think matter, that is the greatest gift. I agree. And it's, we always get into the biggest topics and I could see that we were going to dive into that. And I was like, no, we got to hit record. <laughs> we're going to get some juicy stuff going and be like, ah, let me do this on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, Absolutely. Well, let's start this off with you. Um, if you can let everybody know who you are and what you do in this world. And then I'd love to st- kick off our conversation surrounding, you know, going through truly a identity transformation. Ah, oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> As I go to introduce myself and I'm still like, well, this is probably going to change again. So yes, my name is Carissa Johnson. I'm a life and leadership advisor. I'm a shamanic practitioner and healer. I also do event production, speaking. I'm a podcast host of Transcendent Leadership and aspiring or soon to be author as well, which is really exciting that I'm putting that out there. And so I've been in the transformational space for eight years now. I have a background in clinical psychology. I've been working in community mental health and coaching, consulting, leadership and energy work and behavioral work for the last eight years in and out of different fields and just really understanding the mind body spirit connection and how that translates to us um, self-actualizing in a way where it's like in the in the personal development industry there's a lot of talk around becoming the best our best self right or your higher self and i fundamentally think that our entire journey here in this life is is about self-realization. And I think we're so caught up on self-actualizing that we forget that the journey is just about realizing and coming into right way and seeing who you truly are. So no matter what your title, no matter what your journey, no matter what your circumstance, you're experiencing life in a way for you to meet you right? For you to just get closer to you, for you to connect with you, how you serve, how you support, how you show up in the world 
is all, can all be different expressions of the same purpose, right? So I think people can kind of get caught up a lot in that. And I will, we'll dive into this topic of identity in a second, which is just related to what I'm going to say, you know, I've had so many iterations of what I've done in the world and I've gotten very caught up in what do I do? And I remember distinctly a couple of years ago, I was going through a very deep, profound spiritual awakening, ego, ego, uh, death, if you will, which really doesn't die. But it was around this, you know, I got this invitation to stop focusing on what you do and focus more on who you are and what your values are and what lights you up. And my purpose here is to serve. And I will use the term God, because for me, that that is what resonates, whether it's creator, source, universe, Jesus, it doesn't matter to me what you use, but to me, it's God. I am a servant. I'm a, I serve in the name of God, of Holy Spirit. And so I, however I do it, uh, that's how I do it. Whether it's coaching, consulting, leadership work, podcasting, meeting a person on the street and saying hello to them with the eyes of love and compassion, that is service. We get very caught up in the business and the acumen and how does this fit in this thing when it's like, I can be in my purpose if I'm on the street, if I'm you know, having any sort of conversation, it is, I am embodying the truth of being, of being in service always. And so, you know, sometimes it looks like being in service to myself too, so that I can be of service, which we want to be really mindful of. But it was a couple of years ago. And again, I'm going through this right now, which is, you know, I, it can be really hard when you are in the personal development space to not identify with anything, right? Like in order to market, in order to write copy, in order to um, help people from a psychological perspective, right? We have these heuristics, we have these these ways we categorize information because we're, we're overwhelmed with information. So in order for people to make decisions, in order to uh, identify, does this resonate with me? There's language that matters, right? Language is registers energy and information. So I feel like, you know, I've identified with so many different things and going through a process of getting really clear on none of this actually matters. People feel the resonance of truth. They feel whether something is for them or not. So no matter if I identify as a leadership advisor, a coach, or just a human who wants to make impact, I've started to just recognize that I, the more that I follow what is i believe is god's will and what i'm here to do the less i am attached to the identity around what that is because i try to shape myself around that thing versus i come from within and then it comes without versus like oh here's this title now how do i morph myself so we can go in any different direction with this but i want to say that this is one thing that i'm seeing more and more and more again is you is the suffering around what is it that i do none of this makes sense and the more that you try to grasp onto the the identity and the persona of what it is that you do more than the essence of love compassion forgiveness grace joy that you embody then that is what's going to cause you to struggle I have gotten really good at taking notes when people talk because i'm like you we go on these amazing profound spiels and i'm like oh there's so many avenues that we could explore here and it is so amazing and i agree with you when it comes to in business that 
we get so hyper fixated on needing to like have a title, having an accolade, you know, just like we'd go to school for a degree. We need to know exactly who we are and what we do. And like you said, from a a marketing psychological perspective, like people need to understand how does this person even help me? What problem do they solve? But as a person doing that work and being in the leadership of whatever that title is or problem that you solve, there is a whole nother component of you behind that that doesn't see social media, that doesn't see your client's world. And I know personally going through a similar identity transformation right now in myself that, you know, mother, wife is often left out of anything that you see on my social media other than like usually once a day I'll share a picture of my kids so you know I have kids. But I don't really typically incorporate that side of me into it. And for the woman who's listening right now, who may even just be divinely placed in this podcast with us listening, and she's feeling like she doesn't know herself or she wants to know herself on a deeper level, you have to pull everything apart to be able to put anything back together. And for me, going through the journey of spiritual development and identity development, because I mean, do we ever find an actual destination until the day that we die? (laughs) Right? Probably not. I I learned that in coming to Christ, which was not where I started, which was not what I ever believed in up until about a year, year and a half ago, was that in that it truly predicated me on being stripped of everything that I knew from what I believed, what I valued, what I pursued, my ability to communicate, my the life that I built myself, my life on. And that's, you know, however someone takes that and wants to use that, it there is a stripping that happens. And <laughs> that's not just you taking your clothes off. That's your beliefs, your emotions, your behaviors, your sometimes even where you live, how you show up with your relationships. And it's such a challenging process. And I'd like to start there because You're someone who I have watched go through one of the biggest surrenders I have ever seen in somebody else. And you did it from the outside looking in so eloquently, though in just personal conversations, I know it wasn't easy. You literally dropped everything that you knew you built, you did financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, you moved like I know that this is a, a really big question, but what what was the thing in you, if you can recall, where you were like, if I don't do this now, if I don't throw in the towel and let God guide me, you know, I don't know where I'm going to go. What was that thing for you where it was like, this is an all-in non-negotiable? I, this is making me so emotional. I actually, start, I'm starting to cry a little bit. Uh... I remember distinctly oof, a couple of years ago and yeah, I had a multiple six figure cash business sold out clients, retreats, like team functioning. And I felt so empty and I had everything on the outside. I had the penthouse. I had the Range Rover. I had the cutest dog in the world. I had a, a you know, waterfront place everything that people wanted and it was amazing and it was also very short-lived that high right of having it all everything that you think you want and I was so I was so empty 
And I, and I don't mean that I didn't experience gratitude and I don't mean that life wasn't exciting and an adventure, but it felt like the, I was constantly subjected to dopamine hits that only came from materialistic things or, or only came from the next high. It was like in the coaching industry, there's so much, and this is in every industry, actually, we're not going to knock the coaching industry because it's just happens everywhere. But there's this, if you don't outdo yourself, and I see this a lot with clients now in the entertainment industry, it's like, if you don't outdo your last song, if you don't outdo your last month, you're failing. And it's like, this is exhausting. I'm literally exhausted. And I started this business because I wanted to help people. And yet I'm helping people and I feel so deprived myself. So literally the terminology I used is I felt spiritually malnourished. You know, things were happening in my life that anybody could look at and say, wow, like I had gifts coming online that were cool and visions and whatever. But it was like, for what? What is this connected to? Where is this coming from? How do I actually use this? Why does this matter? And so I... I really did not want to feel that way. And the thing that actually moves me the most is something that has from childhood. And I don't like to move from fear. I often really want to move from love, but I, I don't want to live my life with regret. And I will, I will have failed. I will have missed. I will have messed up. I will have done whatever. I can handle all that, but I really have a hard time regretting not trying something. So when I started to feel this void, this dullness, this spiritual malnourishment, I thought in 80 years, if I look back on my life and I still feel this way, and I know that I had a moment right now because I did, I felt God come through and I felt the shifting in my energy. And it was either like you let go or at some point you will have to let go. It's kind of like the, the, the same theory of like, either you, t you choose to take care of your body now and spend the money now, or you're going to spend the money later in medical bills. I don't want to use that, that serious of an issue, but it was like, either you choose this now when you are very clear that this is what the calling is, or at some point or another, this is going to come up again. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle that or what that's going to look like. So, you know, I didn't just answer the call once. I continued to listen to that call every day. It's not easy listening to, to God, listening to that voice, um, because I think I want something else sometimes. When I really get quiet and I get into nature and I ask, you know, what is it that I actually want? Having a relationship with faith, really living a life of philanthropy and purpose and really, really, really being of service, not just like, you know, service for the sake of like, oh, I have these, these, these calls, but like, how do I actually fundamentally make a difference? Like leave a legacy that people are like looking back on and like, wow, she really showed up for that. And I know that my, my destiny is written in a way that all I have to do is listen. And so I was experiencing so much pressure of like figuring it all out and trying to do it on my own and feeling this emptiness that I was like, I just feel the love and compassion that was invited. And I felt the sense of reliefs when I could surrender. You know, it was hard. I left kicking and screaming, being like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. None of this makes sense. But when I took that time off and I really let go and I sold things and I stopped coaching for a little bit, that was the hardest moment of my life. I thought I was going to lose everything. My biggest fear was that I would live on my dad's couch and have no income coming in. And, and to some extent that actually came true. And I experienced, wow, 
I'm actually okay. So it was this dissolving of everything I thought that I was and that I wanted into the truth, into the capital T truth of who it is that I am and what it is that I'm actually here to do. And so that surrender, that kind of surrender is is so disorienting. And to be honest with you, I still go through moments of that where I'm, I just moved to Colorado, right? I got the nudge, like you need to be in nature. And I just know that life without this voice and life, I've been led so many times to the most perfect experiences and places when I just trust. So, you know, at the beginning, it's never been easy. Um, I may have done, it looks like I've done it gracefully, but that is primarily because I, I lean on, I lean on the divine. I lean on God. And I, I truly allow myself to just get quiet and listen to that nudge. So, yeah, I mean, I can practical steps of what that actually was like but you know i think the regret it was honestly the regret of of not listening and then what because i knew you have we have that voice we have that certainty we have that conviction we know it we know when the person's wrong we know when the business is out of alignment and i knew it i knew that i was in alignment i knew that i wasn't meant to do something different i knew that the way that i was showing up was not true i knew that it was not capital t truth and when you wake up and you go through spiritual your spiritual journey whatever direction it is you get more sensitive to truth you can see truth more clearly you can feel lack of truth more more clearly and you know when it is so that i could not live with that feeling of know that knowing that i was not in truth and that became the biggest thing of like i want to relieve this i want to let i want to feel relief in this I want to look back on my life and be like, I really played all out. I trusted fully. I lived and I squeezed every ounce of juice out of this beautiful lemon. And I can't, I won't, I'll like look back on that and just be so happy. So yeah, that was part of the journey. <laughs> I love that you went more from an, like a zoomed out observational perspective from that, because it, we can like, same with labels, we can get so caught up in the step-by-step of, well, what did she do and how did it look and how did she make this decision and how did she know that her father's couch was the best place to go and what was that sign to say, I got to drop the clients and I got to close my, you know, my memberships, I got to, ah, right. And there is, we all have an intuition. We all have a language that helps us to understand our soul. And it's, it's something that everyone individually has to go through. Like God pursues you, Carissa, specifically every day in different ways from diverting your attention from your phone to the trees, from the trees to the birds, from the person playing with their dog in the park to how he pursues me individually with moments with my kids on the floor to my husband cooking in the kitchen to all like he pursues us individually in that intuition within us gives us that guidance, that direction. And I could not agree more with when you become more consciously aware of yourself and you lean on faith, that capital T truth, as you say, becomes more and more prevalent. And I want to talk about this from the uncomfortable side of truth. You know, like there's so many different things in our, in our world right now where it's like, this person's right, this person's wrong, this person, this person, this person. And equally in that, there are fundamental truths that we have to build our life on. You can't have a whole identity if you're subjectively choosing what's always. Okay, we pause there for a second. (laughs) What is subjectively always um, feeling best for you? Truth doesn't always 
feel fluffy and easy. For me, in my journey, the truth of realizing that you know, Jesus is a real person that God actually has a way to live life. That wasn't easy. I built a wildly successful business doing psychic readings and mediumship. And I was like, I'm helping people and this is great. And I have these cool skills. And it's like, for lack of better terms, this is my sickest party trick I've ever had. (laughs) And then I came to find that actually that's not what God says. And God says this and okay, well, how do I understand? So it was this whole unpacking of this where I had to get to the point a couple of years ago where I was like, I can't justify doing this anymore. And I can't justify saying this anymore. And that wasn't, that was not a comfortable truth for me to come to. And it put me up against clients that I taught that stuff to it put me up against family members who wanted nothing to do with any form of idea with religion. It put Phil's family up against. So there is an uncomfortable side of truth. And for you, you know, you going through that journey of leaning into that and discovering that and exploring that, what are some of the things that you came up against, whether it be belief or even emotionally where you had to really take the time to step back and be like, is what I am choosing to believe right now true? And what is actual foundational truth? What's that journey been like for you? Yeah, thank you for all of that. You know, be really radically honest here and hopefully you realize you can expect nothing me because that is just what I'm here to do is just share my journey of truth. Um, Is that I every day still come up and I don't want to say come up against, but I'll say I continue to meet um, new edges around what is it that I believe. And I think I'll I'll speak generally and then I'll, I'll be more granular, but overall over the last couple of years, I realized, you know, that sure, many of my belief systems might've been built off of what my parents believed or whatever but i actually think that my my identity and my belief systems primarily around what i believe success is what i believe happiness is what i believe my purpose is was formulated by people in the personal development space people that i deemed as um better off than me more successful than me and there's something and i want to speak to this really importantly because it's it's not your fault they're actually anybody who's kind of um fine falling into this or, or finding themselves in the situation is that there's a very clear psychological thing that happens in this space with leadership is you're modeled certain things um there's you know principles around influence and persuasion and subtle manipulation and marketing that is just frankly really happening and when i was taught about business when i was taught about belief systems when i was taught about whatever it was i was being programmed and i use the word program just because our mind is like a supercomputer and what we take in and what we continue to take in and we don't question critically and do our own um inquiries around and we accept as truth we can get confused right so i when i was in this space when i was in this space it was really challenging for me i was 
I was doing things that I thought I needed to do. And, and primarily, this is something that I teach on a lot right now, which is, you know, I was sacrificing. I thought that in order to be successful, I had to work 60 hours a week. I thought that that's what would make me worthy of a million dollars was that I was sacrificing. There, there still is this hustle culture out there where it's like, if you want to be successful, you got to prove it, you got to show it. And I realized that I was literally sacrificing my time, my energy, my relationships, my health for what I deemed to be as this award that you win at the top of this fake mountain that no one ever really gets to. And it was just kind of BS. So all this to say, I I realized that when I was in these five, six months without work, without money coming in, without much to do, um, I realized that I didn't actually know who I was. I didn't actually know what I believed. I didn't, I didn't read the Bible and I'm still reading it right now. I didn't, I didn't ask myself, what do I actually believe about God? What about have my experiences been of God? What are, what do, what do I actually believe about success? What do I want to believe about success? It was kind of just regurgitated information that was unintegrated that I was just reprocessing and reprogramming other people. And it became like, in some ways, I felt like this pyramid scheme where it was like everybody's just saying the same thing and everybody's just doing the same thing and we're all buying into the same thing when it's like where's the originality what do you actually believe is this how it's meant to be and i just got so disillusioned and then i got angry and i was like wow i contributed to this in a way and again i don't think that i don't think that the coaching industry is a pyramid scheme i just think that in any business and many of these things it's important that we critically think about what we're continuing to feel and what the status quo is and what we believe. And when you're here to be a wave maker, when you're here to be a light worker or somebody who just contributes in the world in a way, you have to confront the darkness of any industry. You have to confront the darkness of any of yourself. And not to say that you have to like, it's all about, you know, I got really caught up in sometimes about digging into my shadow. It's not about that. It's just realizing we have patterns. We have egos. We're fundamentally flawed humans in a way. And that's why we're here is to learn and grow. So, you know, I continue to meet my edges around what is it that I believe about success? What is it that I believe about love? What is it that I believe about relationships? What is what is it that I believe about the universe and God? What have we been told? Like, I actually need to do research. I actually need to figure out what it is that, how do I want to form this opinion? And the best way to form an opinion about something is to actually investigate it. But you know what? For many years, I was just too lazy. I was too lazy. I was making so much money, I had so much clients. It's like, why would I want to potentially subject myself to any other thought or opinion that could conflict with what I currently believe that's making me quote unquote successful on the surface, but I'm dying on the inside because I don't know who I am. So every day I have more conversations with myself. I get into nature and I get really quiet because to me, there's wisdom in the voiceless. And that's how I learn in many ways is I get really quiet and I listen to my heart and I ask my intuition and I feel the resonance of truth in every single day. And I continue to research where are these historical contexts, what I believe about these things, what actually resonates with me, how do I want to have a relationship with these things? And I think we constantly get to form that with ourselves. Ah, okay, mic drop moment. 
There's so <laughs> many important things that you said in here and and not to pick on the coaching industry because I feel like it's everybody's favorite thing to do nowadays. But there really is this like constant, it's like everybody's hooked up to an oxygen tank getting pumped and pumped and pumped. Like you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to believe this, you got to believe this. Oh, if you, if you don't believe this, then you're probably flawed here. If you don't believe this, you got to look at your subconscious. If it's not your subconscious, your inner child and it's shadow work and it's the, and it's this never ending cycle of like the hamster wheel gets faster and faster. And then people wonder why, why am I anxious? Why am I burnt out? Why am I not fulfilled? Why do I feel like two years just flew by and I don't even know who I am? And that was like what I was finding for myself is that I was constantly like chasing the next dollar, the next client, the next marketing, the next better specified like um, uh, copywriting. And it just, it never ended. And for even like a lot of the people that I work with, I pulled away from the more business side of development to work on like, let's hone in on your technical skills because ultimately you're going to need to use those in yourself to do literally what Carissa is laying out right now. It's that self-reflection. It's that investigation. And that word has really stood out because it's what we do at every level, at every turn, at every pivot, at every new idea at every, you know, you become financially, let's say neutral, secure, you're living within your means. You're going to want more things. Naturally, we're human beings. We're designed that way. You know, what does that then look like? What does investments look like? Okay. Maybe you want a better health relationship. So now you start actually investing in your health more, get private testing. Who are you when you're not sleep deprived, when you're not super anxious, when you're, so there's all these levels of investigation that continuously happens. And I think you laid that out really beautifully because it is this truly constant pursuit of truth, this constant pursuit of investigation, this constant pursuit of reflection. Like ultimately we're building these relationships to figure out what God willed us to do in this life. And there is always, you said it in the beginning and it was, um, it was not about the actualization. It was about the realization and you're going to have so many of those and they're only going to come at certain points. Like I will one day go back on land. I'll have new realizations tomorrow. Something good or bad could happen. I'll have more realizations. Same with you. Tomorrow's a new day. You might go for dinner tonight and have a new real, like, it's truly a journey. And really what I love about where this conversation is going is that it is truly personal to everyone's experience to just keep your eyes most open to the curiosity and the discovery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to touch on that for a moment because that fundamentally for me, this is what led me to more focus on leadership and it's, and people are starting to realize that leadership of others primarily stems from leadership of self. So that's what I came into is how am I leading myself? Where am I leading myself? From what context am I leading myself? And I have wanted to always be in integrity with where I'm taking myself and where, like, what is the truth of my experience? And so I think that that is what leadership is about. And that is where 
it stems from is these curiosities. Like, how are you, are you investigating the things that are dropping in for you? Like, wow, that's in my awareness right now. What is that? Right. And are you, you know, a lot of what I teach on and work on with my clients is the difference between truth versus trauma. And because we have so much trauma that we've grown up with, doesn't mean that we have to do all this deep energy healing work. It just means that, yes, we get to take a closer look at the lens that we look through with life. And many people are feeling the, the long-term effects of significant childhood trauma, addiction, um, you know, whether it be drugs or shopping or technology addiction. And they're like we were talking about before the call is so many people are unregulated right now. We're not connected to earth. We're not connected to a higher power. And it feels very overwhelming around like, I'm not stable because I am not safe because I cannot be in my body. I don't know who to rely on. I don't know how to outsource any of this anxiety. And so no, as many, and unfortunately, many of the people who are what you would identify as the top of this hierarchy that we have, whether it be political in the entertainment industry, influencers, politics, whatever it is, many of those people have sacrificed an aspect of them whether it be their integrity, their health, their family, their relationships, and many, in some cases, their actual soul in order to be there, in order to be there, right? And so if we're, if people are at the top and they're modeling certain behaviors, if they're using certain language, if they're demonstrating certain things, everyone else is learning from that same thing. And so we're all then getting programmed or manipulated or buying into the idea that this is the paradigm of how it has to be. And so healing trauma is an aspect of what's really important of how we change the consciousness of this planet and how we move into truth is we go from trauma from here's my lived experience, here is the lens I look through through life to what is actual truth when I'm regulated, when I'm in my body, when I'm connected to something greater and when I can actually understand where I'm moving from. That is, I think, gonna be the biggest revelation that our society faces in the next three to five years is really more focusing on nervous system regulation, um, community support, having faith. And I've talked about this before. Like, I think that the, the leaders right now who have some sort of faith, to me, it doesn't matter what you rely on, but you have some sort of faith in some sort of creator or something higher than you. And I mean higher as in like just a higher consciousness they are the people who are able to navigate through what's happening in the world with so much more grace and understanding and compassion and because they know that there's an intelligence happening to all of it right so i think that this is the time period we're in i feel honored to be a part of this trajectory in this process but self-leadership is fundamental to any other aspect of your life whether it be your family your business or actual leadership with teams you know, you have to learn how to lead yourself and you have to know who you are and your energy and are you regulated and how are you making decisions and where are they coming from in order to do that effectively. I really love that you brought that full circle back into this episode with the, you know, it's the same concept of you can only love others as much as you love yourself and you can only help other people regulate and find balance and neutrality, which is ultimately what we're all seeking, right? Like, all material things aside, people just want to be able to enjoy their life without the problems and the constant chaos and the chasing and the trauma and, and the drama. And if you're especially holding space for other people to be able to do that, you best be leaning on 
finding that surrender in your life. It's not always going to be your breathing techniques. It's not always going to be your cacao ceremonies, right? Like, and I'm not meaning that in a way to like shit on those things, but you know, there's a time and a place. Absolutely. But at the fundamental core of it, it's, you know, your faith. What are you coming back to at three in the morning with your panic attacks? So you're not going to be pulling out your journal and be like, Oh, what are my thoughts that I'm thinking about right now? When you're in a crisis, maybe it's someone passes away and there's grief. You're not going to be pulling out your breath work to be like, oh, I got to go to a session right now and like work on this. Like you're going to be in the thick of it. And it's so important to find how you regulate in every season because it might be different. The changes in your life might lead you to regulate in different ways. But the one thing that always remains constant that I believe in life is is going to be God, the one who literally designed and created you. So what does lo- that look like turning to faith, turning to praying, right? I, I love this. There's this song. I can't remember who sings it, but it's like, whether we want to believe it or not at the, at some point in everyone's life, they turn to God, whether it's a farmer praying for rain or you cussing him out for taking a loved one or at the end of your life where you're like hoping you didn't get it wrong, right? At some point we all turn to him. And it actually takes more effort to believe that he doesn't exist than to just believe that he does. And then, and going on the discovery Um, here on this podcast, we talk about faith from a biblical perspective, obviously. So (laughs) like the audience knows, but it's one of those things. I have a lot of people in the audience who are non-believers too. And it's, it has, I heard this term and I loved it so much. It was stay Christ curious because the beautiful thing about God is that we can, we can create an idea of who we think he is, but he already mapped out who he is. And we can go into the scriptures being perverted in certain ways, but at some point we have to accept that just like we would take a manual for firefighting as truth, you know, why wouldn't God leave us text to help us to understand life too? And, and ourselves, that's the best part is that it's not even a book to live a specific way, though there's obedience in it, just like laws for not speeding and murdering, right? But it's to understand who we are. We have this capacity to do such great things. And we get in our way so often, whether it's fear or doubt or shame or subliminal messaging, that is an absolute real thing. I remember growing up, my father used to always say, in like not the nicest way, if you, if you can't read between the lines, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I'm like 12. What does that mean? (laughs) And I never got it, but it stuck with me until, and I didn't understand it until I started doing energy reading. And I'm like, oh, there's a whole nother component to life that we just overlook so easily because we have some form of a goal or some passion we're pursuing. And those things are great. We need focuses. We need things to work towards like that human nature, right? Otherwise we get stagnant and stale and we get depressed and we don't know what to do with ourselves. And we see a lot of that, unfortunately, in society where people get so confused and overwhelmed and hypersensitive to things that they just freeze and they don't know what to do. And we're inundated with so much information nowadays where full circling this, like you really have to come back down to finding out the foundation of you. Um, Because otherwise it just becomes so chaotic to try and build a life in, in who you are, in what you're meant to do or or what you are meant to do right now. And that's going to change along the way. 
But um, like in this moment, I'm <laughs> breastfeeding a baby and doing a podcast episode because this is just how we get things done over here. <laughs> but um, I have two final questions for you, Carissa. Well, one's more of a, you know, let everyone know where they can find you and what you have going on right now. But I'd also love for you to close this off with, you know, you have this really beautiful energy about you where no matter what you're faced with, you take it in and you observe it and you reflect on it and you take the time to digest it. And in whatever way, in in anything with money, with people, with conversations, with belief system, all of it. And you really formulate what I see from the outside looking in a powerful, um, true experience of what leadership really can be because you don't just, no, that's not it. Or, oh yes, absolutely. You always have had this approach of like, hmm, that's interesting. And you've taken things to think and sit with them. And for me personally, it has actually allowed me to slow down. So my question being is, For the woman who is in that space right now where she's going through a transformation or she's in some way she's avoided it so much that she's being forced into one, what would you say to the woman who really just needs to slow down and just look within or look to God at this point in her life? Yeah. Wow. I should ask you for how you see me more often. (laughs) I'm like, tell me more about this thing that you admire in me. It was like lighting me up. And I I think that's so funny because, you know, in many ways, I am with myself all day, every day. So we don't usually see ourselves the way that others see us. And so I think actually having conversations like this is really helpful for you to have more of an accurate representation of who you are, because we can forget, we can forget who we are. Um, so what the thing the thing that's actually coming up for me the most right now is duality and i grew up thinking that things were right or wrong good or bad for many years this is how my relationship played out with primarily everything food was good or bad i was good or bad i was right or wrong and you know during those formative years when i had this belief system I was constantly judging myself. I was constantly grading myself up against what was an impossible goal. You know, I was living in a world where it was black or white. And it wasn't until my spiritual awakening that I started to really see the full spectrum of life. You know, even when I was, when it go, to go back to the duality, I was either happy or sad right? Life was either good or bad. It was just like, I I was tired of being on this roller coaster of, of duality of, of that. And so when I went through this spiritual experience, what I realized was life was really in the gray. I was kind of addicted to categorizing. I was addicted to understanding and grading and measuring everything. And through these last couple of years, I love the middle, the in-between. I love to play in the space of sometimes I don't even know and not deciding on something. Um, there's a there's an old like uh, story, and, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's coming up for me right now, so I'm going to say it. It was a story about this guy who had a horse. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, he had a horse, and 
the horse ran away and his neighbors were like, oh, I'm so sorry that your horse ran away. And, you know, that's such a bad story example. And he was like, maybe, maybe not. Right. And then something and then like, you know, his his son, came, like all these things happened. I can't remember the exact thing, but like his son. And then one day his like son came back and he was riding the horse and then his son fell off the horse. And then the neighbors were like, wow, that that's so sorry. We're so happy. We're so sorry that happened. Okay, I'm back. I got the cut off for a second. I'm so sorry that happened. And then, you know, because his son, the son fell off the horse, he broke his leg. He didn't have to go to war. So I think we are very immediate to judge things. We are very quick to say, and it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to navigate it. We're very quick to say that this is bad. So, you know, when I was going through all of these difficulties, I was like, what if the thing that I'm believing is the worst thing in my life is actually the best thing that ever happened to me? What if this health issue that I'm experiencing is actually how will actually give me insight into how I teach other people? What if this financial difficulty actually helps bring me to a greater appreciation? So I started looking at the most difficult experiences of my life as the greatest gift. Because I have faith, I believe that everything is intelligent and perfectly orchestrated. So I stopped over time, and I still get caught up in this, I stopped living in this world that things are actually good or bad, right or wrong, up or down, black or white. And I said, what would it be like to really live in the space of gray? What would it really be to look, look, live in the space of, I don't know, let me sit with that. Because in those moments where we think that our life is actually falling apart, it could actually be getting put back together. And so for the woman, the person, any living being that is going through a time where you feel like you are really in it and you don't know how you're going to get through it. I go back to the simplest practices, which is literally prayer and gratitude. Because when I was on my dad's couch and when I had no money coming in, I healed my relationship with my father. And I remembered that this home that I have right now even though it's not where I want to be, I'm so freaking grateful for it because it's not that. And I found appreciation to be like, even though I'm I'm not where I want to be, I'm still on this beautiful couch with my father and my family. It's just like these moments humble us and God reminds us of like what life is really about. And so over the last couple of years, I've changed my relationship with duality and I don't live in that space anymore. And I'm always kind of sitting with what is the middle perspective? And that's honestly good leadership is not being reactive, is not moving from programming and is actually sitting with, you know, what, like, let's play the advocate here. Like, what is the other side of this? Is there a happy medium? Because I think there's resolution in the in-between. And I think we can live in a win-win model for ourselves and for other people when we actually start to question some of these things and play in the gray area, because we live in a life that is filled with a spectrum of emotions and experiences. And if we're constantly judging every single moment, we actually miss the blessing that could be bestowed upon us. If we just stuck with, I trust this is happening. I trust I'll be okay. And I trust that I will be led and that I'm being led in every single moment. So presence in this full, in this moment and being mindful of the part of you that wants to judge because you want to be safe and recognizing that you are always safe because you are always protected by God. Man, that is so good. So well said. And I think that there are so many opportunities where people can really lean into 
true surrender and faith in your story. And so I can really appreciate what you've shared with us today. And Noah's chiming in in the background with his roly toy. One minute, baby. <laughs> um, so I'd love for you to just let everybody know where they can find you and what you have going on right now. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So they can find me on Instagram, Carissa Johnson, Johnson with an E. I also have a personal Facebook page right now. I have a 22 day activation, which is just te teaching emotional intelligence and supporting people with coming into more personal power, sovereignty and intuition and faith so that they can lead themselves and others more effectively. And I'm relaunching my podcast transcendent leadership in a couple of weeks here. So really wanting to focus a lot of time and energy on that because that is my favorite thing and that would probably be the places to find me and how to get in touch with me thank you so much for being here with us today it's truly a pleasure getting to connect with you again and i really feel like for the woman listening right now i'd even encourage you to rewind this and put this on your playlist again tomorrow and maybe even the day after and really just see how god has spoken to you today and the ways that you can open up yourself to surrender even more to the life that you're in and you have. Wow. Well, yeah.